At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Of course, I am Jared Haven, joined always by the beautiful... Uh, full of mustache, Dean Ungler. The mustache is making a return. I like it. My favorite look of yours, Dean, is when you are clean shaven with the long hair. That's peak Dean, I find. We're getting there. We're we're, we're working back to it. You know, the hair has been gone for so long now, but uh, it's getting long, as you can see. It's making you know, a comeback. It's back. I like it. I like the flow. Thanks. I'm gonna keep mine for a while. I think I'm gonna keep mine until knock on wood. I'm a, I'm a dad. We'll see. As long as hopefully everything goes smooth. You just with it. you just cut yours. I feel like I thought you no. really talked about you cutting yours. No, I trimmed it. It was still long, but I'm keeping it trimmed. I I'm not going to grow it as long as you. You know, you were like straight mm. up van life for a while with your hair, and 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 right. now you become a little dirt, domesticated. Dirt you're recording. Yeah, you're recording from a house. Uh, you're with Kaylin indoors. But as the hair grows longer, I fully expect you to start going back into the van and recording. But we do have a very special guest who is joining us who's listening to us banter right now, unfortunately. You know her from The Bachelor, specifically Nick Viall's season of The Bachelor. She's, of course, the nap queen, the nanny. I forget what food it was. It was like macaroni and cheese that she made for you. I don't know, but you love her. We love her. She's back on the podcast. And, of course, is Corinne Olympios. Corinne, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, cheese pasta. My producer just filled us in. That's right. Cheese pasta. God, that's so good. It's so good. It's I so good. I defy someone to tell me a better food than cheese and pasta. And th- there is none. There is none. <laughs> Do no. you still eat a lot of cheese pasta, Corinne? I mean, when I'm not like on a diet, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's a diet specific thing. It's like, because you can't have just like a strict diet of cheese and pasta and stay fit kind of thing. No, I'd look, I'd, I'd look. I'd be looking pretty round. <laughs> yeah. But you'd, yeah. your taste That's buds would be so happy. I know. I would just be happy all the time. I always, Maybe that's why I'm not happy all the time, because I'm not having enough cheese pasta. Exactly. I tell that to Ash all the time. Anytime we go out to eat and we try to, you know, we go to a fancy restaurant. Every time we go, we're like, listen, the food's good. But would we, and I feel like we'd enjoy a <laughs> burger from McDonald's so much more. Like, is there anything better than a Coke a cheeseburger and fries. I don't think there is. Like literally there's not. And there'll be days where like Vince wants to take me out to like a nice dinner and I'll look at him and I'll be like, if you love me, you will just drive me through McDonald's. <laughs> That's true love right there. True love. True love understands the need for McDonald's. Oh, of course. I definitely do love to treat myself with a cup of, or a glass of Coca-Cola every once in a while. Cause God, it's so bad. And I know it's so bad, but boy, is it delicious. Really? I think it's too sweet. I actually prefer the diet because it's not as sugary, like sugar. Oh, interesting. Oh, there's nothing yeah, better in my mind than a McDonald's Coke 
whatever they do, they must like pump in CO2 because that Coca-Cola at McDonald's, the fountain soda is so much more carbonated than any other Coca-Cola I've had. And it's like, it just tingles in my entire face as I'm eating the salty fries. And it's just like the combination that- I can't believe that you're saying this because I literally say that all the time. And my friends and Vince are like, what do you, like, what do you mean you need a fountain diet Coke? And I'm like, it's different. And they're like, no, it's not. And, and I completely agree with you 1000%. I'm, I'm so happy you said that. Well, Corinne, so obviously, happy. you know, the good things in life and you need to get Vince on this train. Uh, I do. Speaking of Vince, obviously let's catch up with you. Corinne, how are you? What are you doing? I know we got dinner the other, the other week. Was it? It was so great seeing yeah. you. Uh, it, I loved meeting Vince. Vince is the sweetest guy ever. He's so freaking down to earth. He's the best. Uh, so tell us, how are you doing? How are you and Vince doing? Well, first of all, we had an amazing time with you guys. It's really fun, like, dating someone that I wasn't really, like, he wasn't in my life during that part of my life. So it's really cool, like, to involve him um, with people from that time in my life. Yeah. And it was so cool just seeing you guys and having him there. Like, it made me feel really good. Yeah, he's doing amazing, and um, things are great. Things are just really, really going. So when's he going to propose? What's going on? Um, well, we're going to Cabo randomly. <gasps> That's exciting. Nice. Next Wednesday. He just told me yesterday. He's like, I chartered a jet to Cabo. Are you down? I was like, yeah, you're down, bitch. Like, let's go. I would love to meet somebody who would say no to that. Hey, I chartered a jet to Cabo. Do you want to go? <laughs> Nah, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm not really in the mood. <laughs> he was like, uh, what how do did, you mean? Absolutely. How do you charter a jet? That's crazy. Yeah, he's cool like that. He'll <laughs> do like fun stuff like that. He's super like bachelor dating, which I like. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, you never left the lifestyle. You just, you went from, you know, going on these extraordinary dates in, in, on TV to going on extraordinary dates in person um exactly it was great seeing you guys that is cool that you say that because dean and i uh, about bringing you know vince into quote-unquote like the bachelor world or meeting people from the franchise because i'm sure he has some hesitation uh when meeting people from the franchise thinking they're fake which you know as we both know some are but it's it's interesting because dean and i don't have to go through that you know like obviously i'm with ashley she was part of the franchise dean is with kaylin um, so did, did Vince know you from the show, uh, when you guys first started dating? Yes, he did know me from the show. Um, he said that he didn't, but I then found out that he, him and his whole family like watched the show religiously and <laughs> no it was way. actually like a really big deal for him and his family that like he went on a date with me and I had no idea. <laughs> so he was just trying to play it cool, I guess. I think he was just trying to play it cool. I can see Vince doing that, being like, "I don't, I don't know who, I don't know who you are." Yeah, I watch this show. Like, so like, what do you do? Like, yeah, what, what are you? But then, <laughs> like, isn't oh. that kind of frustrating? Isn't that kind of frustrating? Because then you're just like, dude, just tell me the truth. Like, I don't want to think that you don't know anything about me. When in reality, you know that I love cheese pasta, and you know that I got a name now. <laughs> you know, like, why don't you just tell me that you know those things? Because that would make this way easier. Yeah, and then there's always like the whole like platinum vagine thing, which kind of just like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's, that's a thing that, that came up a lot in my dating life after the show. So. But my yeah, vagine is But platinum. it has yet to disappoint. It never disappoints. <laughs> Corinne, that's one thing I've realized about you. You do not disappoint. I aim to please. You And you, you usually, I've always seen you succeed. Uh, you do have a brand new podcast that I do want to talk about a little bit. Corinne saves us all. Uh, I remember you had a podcast. We talked about this over dinner a while ago. I felt like you were one of the first people in Bachelor franchise to have your own podcast. And you are so perfect for a podcast. I think when I when I really think of like people from the Bachelor franchise who need a podcast, the first two people, honestly, that come to my mind are you and Nick. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, thank you. That's very flattering. Um, I, yeah, so I... Oh, it, like my whole team coming off the show was like, you need a podcast. You need a podcast. I'm like, honestly, like what the fuck is podcast? No. And so then like, I remember I was in LA before I even moved here or there. I don't live there anymore. Um, and I was like doing all these meetings and I had gotten an email and I said to my manager, I said, Mark, um, 
we have a meeting for a podcast. You'll be so happy. He goes, Oh, great. Like, what's the meeting? Like, you have to tell me these things. I was like, it's fine. We're just going to go. It's called podcast stone. And we're just going to go. And I didn't know that it was podcast one. I kept saying podcast stone because I read it like podcast stone. (laughs) I don't know why. I just think that that's so funny. (laughs) He's like, oh, podcast one. He's like, no, Corinne, this is a good thing. And I was like, oh, okay, like, great. (laughs) And then we went and I like did it and everyone was like obsessed with it. And then I just like hated it because they took away like all of my creative control and it was a horrible nightmare. And I just, I didn't pay attention to it anymore. I couldn't wait for it to be over. It was like homework for me. And I needed to take a break from podcasting all in all for a while. And now I'm super excited to just jump back into it literally on my own. I have no one telling me how I can do things or say things and I can just be free. I'm free. You're free. And those always create the best podcasts. And you have such a great personality for it. You, uh, you have, I'm, I, I'm looking at some of the names. Corinne saves the Grammys. Corinne saves Britney, which probably <laughs> is an extremely interesting one. Because all, my God, the amount of times Ashley talks about, I'm assuming this is about Britney Spears. Yes. Okay. Ashley is obsessed with Britney Spears and everything that involves her life. Uh, she finds it very interesting and I I hear about it all the time. Corinne saves her lonely fans and Corinne saves your confidence. That's the one I think we could all listen to. So that's super exciting. I'm super excited that you're back in the podcast world. This one can be called Corinne saves help. I suck at date. (laughs) (laughs) I love it guys. I love it. How is your dating lives? Uh, Well, well, you're married, Jared, and you guys are great. So Dean, like I meant you. Well, I mean, I'm married too. I've got the, you know, I've got. You guys the, are married. I've got the handcuff on the finger. Don't and listen to him. Uh, he says that he's, mean, he's he's married for satire. <laughs> well, well, I love it. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're happy. Thanks, Corinne. Yeah. Wait. So you just said you don't live in LA anymore, though. No, I don't live in LA anymore. I moved. I've lived in Scottsdale, Arizona, now for. Oh my God, a year and two months. Like it was like a COVID thing? It wasn't a COVID thing. It just worked <laughs> out so freaking well. Like I I met Vince. He was like doing, he was doing um, Mike the Miz's house. He's a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he was in town staying there for a while while he worked on the house. Vince builds houses. I don't know if you know, Dean. He's okay. Vince the Builder. Vince the Builder. And- you should follow him on Instagram. Hit the houses he builds, dude, are beautiful i'm not joking i follow him now ashley follows yeah. him he like he just posts it's like following him is like just watching hgtv <laughs> <laughs> literally literally like colton actually reached out to him um in the past and like for houses and stuff mm-hmm. and um no yeah well and then he's doing Teresa from real housewives of new jersey and um no he's just killing it you guys should spin off your own HGTV show, Corinne. With his ability and your personality, it sounds like it's like kind of like the match made in heaven. Well, yes, there's we're definitely um, in talks with production companies, so it's uh, it's that that's good. I'm not going to jinx anything. That's for the future. It's that's, in the future. That's a fantastic idea, Dean. We can we pitch in as a production company to like pitch this to to Netflix. Uh, well, Jared, it sounds like she's already she's already in the works on it's it. It's all right. We'll steal it. We'll steal it from them. We'll steal Corinne. <laughs> we have her in the room. We just got to make sure that she doesn't leave. Um, I, uh, I I want you to tell the story before we take a quick break. Um, Corinne, I want you to tell the story that you told at dinner about uh, what you messaged Vince uh, and DM. Because you and Vince were going back and forth when we were at dinner about who messaged who, who DM'd first. Uh, and... I want you to tell the people we found out that you DM'd Vince first and you said something that was so freaking it's like the most Corinne thing. I want you to tell the story. Oh my God. See, okay. I, I, where's my, I literally was just looking for my phone and I'm talking to you on my phone. <laughs> yeah. On the phone. Right. When you were just looking oh around, God. I was like, Oh, Corinne doesn't know that she's recording on her phone right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, where's my phone? Um, well, after a long debate at dinner, I was proven wrong. So I definitely DM first. Yep. Okay. And I definitely sent my number first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both times. 
Yeah, I don't know what what I was doing. I, w- I clearly was really excited to go on a date with him. Um, but he did start liking and commenting on all of my pictures. And then I said to him, okay, you have my attention. Oh, that's not all you said. What did I say? I can't remember and I can't First leave. of all, he pulled, he, he did it very smartly <laughs> because he started following you and then he started like liking your pictures, which is surprising because this was after the show. So I'm surprised you even noticed him liking your stuff on instagram because you know not to sound like a jerk but you have so many followers that it's hard to notice everything Mm -hmm. so that's that's pretty big Mm -hmm. that you noticed him following and liking your stuff but he does what a lot of guys does which is like putting out feelers flirtation and seeing if maybe oh i don't know if you'll you'll slide into his dms which you ultimately did and corinne's first (laughs) opening line to vince was you have my, my you have my attention and I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I think I literally blocked that out of my brain because I, I wouldn't have remembered if he didn't just tell me that. Oh, oh my God. That was, that's hilarious. And I'm sure he must have been stoked to see that too. You know, you get that from a pretty girl. You're like, whoa, what am I doing? <laughs> oh my God. I remember, I'll never forget the first time I like saw his Instagram. I was like, damn. I was like, oh, maybe. Like literally, Jared, I think I told you this. I was getting every single thing I ever wanted in my life <laughs> at this time. So I literally was like, oh, it's fine. Like, he'll just build me a house. Like, I'll just <laughs> collaborate with him and he'll just build me a house. And I was like, so like, I was like, literally thinking that this guy was going to build me a fucking house. Like, am I okay? <laughs> like, what? Uh, I'm not okay. But now you guys are dating and yeah. Yeah, now we're dating and now we live in a house. I'm pretty sure you said that you wanted him to make you a Barbie house. (laughs) Yes, I did. I really honestly wanted him to build me like a pink sparkly Barbie house. And I thought it was going to happen. That would have been the coolest thing ever. I'm not going to lie. I would have been extremely jealous. He should do that now now for you. Like instead of a shed, he should build you like just your own little (laughs) private Barbie house where you can. It's like your personal (laughs) glam room, you know? Literally, it's going to be a closet, an art studio, a bakery, and a glam room. That's the uh, that's the twist on your HD, HGTV shows. Every house you build has a Barbie house in the backyard. <laughs> yes. Every single house comes with a bonus Barbie house. Yeah, exactly. We do have to take a quick break, but we do have a lot more coming up with Corinne. Corinne, I want to talk about, obviously, your... Uh, I guess your your jewelry line, uh, Aura Sugar Co. Am I saying that right? Yes, Aura Sugar Co. Which I'm wearing my beautiful bracelet right now. Corinne made me a bracelet and gave it to me at dinner. She made one for me and Ashley. It has my initials on there. Or, well, it says, it has, it's a J and an A for Jared and Ashley. I'm not going to lie. When you first gave it to me, I was like, oh, it's almost my first name, but just the <laughs> J and the A. <laughs> I was like, she must have just given up. And then I'm like, oh, J and A, Jared and Ashley. That makes that much more sense. You were like, when you looked at it, you were like, oh, oh, I love it. Because I was like, J A. And then I was like, oh, where's the R E D? And then I was like, oh, Jared and Ashley. Got it now. Um, and I also want to talk about you got a shout out from Amelia. Uh, uh, what's her? Uh, Scott Disick's girlfriend, Amelia Gray Hamlin. Amelia Hamlin, Lisa Renna's daughter. Uh, that's freaking awesome. And we're going to talk about that and much, much more right after this quick break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. 
Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in I am all in with Scott Patterson and iHeartRadio podcast. This is Scott Patterson. You know me as Luke on the show Gilmore Girls and I have a podcast called I am all in. So, you know, here's the thing about the podcast is I've never, ever, ever seen, only seen one movie and I've only seen the pilot. So 153 episodes and three movies I have not seen. And I know you guys have been binge watching it through the COVID and, you know, for 21 years and generations of families and mothers and daughters. And let's watch it together, guys. You know, we'll share stories. We'll share the memories. Uh, I've got a million stories to tell, especially about Sean Gunn. And Milo Ventimiglia. And a lot of other people, too. And guess what? You can pull out your cell phones and use them during the podcast, I guess. How am I going to know? You come into the diner and do that, that's a different story. Listen to I Am All In on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, and don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com. Grade one specialty coffee. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean, myself, Corinne, uh, in the house. I don't know, in the hizzy. Trying to stay cool. Uh, I want to talk about, so you got a shout out on Instagram from Amelia Hamlin, who is Scott's, Scott Disick's girlfriend, um, because you have your jewelry line, Aurora Sugar. and Aura. Aura, Aura. excuse me, Aurora. 
uh, or Sugar, and she was wearing a bracelet with Scott's name on it that you made for her, and she posted it online, and then obviously I see it on Us Weekly and People Magazine. Uh, so do you know Amelia? How that? How did that happen? So I do know Amelia and Delilah. Um, they're great girls. I hung out with them a few times in LA, and... <laughs> Delilah was one of my friends for a while and, you know, I'm still, I still talk to them here and there, even though I don't live there anymore. And, um, I was, I were actually doing belly chains, which I'm actually filling a huge order right now, but we're doing these belly chains and Delilah saw them and she was like, Oh, I love them. And I was like, Hey, like, we'll send you some like whatever. And then we wound up just throwing in some for Amelia that said Scott on it and some for Scott that said the Lord. And we have a lot of celebrities, thank God, that wear and love our bracelets, chokers, belly chains, rings. And um, I'm talking like like big people. Mm-hmm. And she just posted one little story about it. And it like, excuse my language, but hit the fan. Yeah. <laughs> and we're so thankful. It was it's so cool. I'm so glad that that's what got us out there. Um but yeah, I I was like, it was like article after article after article. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so great. You're so going to be I'm able to build like, your own, your own Barbie house. Who needs Vince? Yeah. Literally, literally. It's, it's really awesome. And now we, we had a bunch of stores reach out. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm filling a store order right now. It's just literal dreams are coming true here. How did Aura Sugar Co. take off? Because um, last time I talked to you, I don't remember hearing about it. Well, it's a new thing. I started beating in quarantine. Um, I started doing these bracelets that um, I was selling for $4 and I was donating all the money um, to Feeding America during quarantine. Mm. And um, Lindsay, my partner, her name on Instagram is Cupcake Montgomery. So you might see her tagged in a lot of my stories and stuff. Mm. Um, Also, my sister Taylor is part of it. Just had to say that. Mm. And she, I, she was beading also, and I saw her beads and she reached out to me and asked if I wanted some. And I was like, wow, her beads are awesome. And she sent me some and I was obsessed with them. We collabed. It went amazing. And then, um, after our first collab, we did another collab and then we were like, you know what, let's just, let's just do this. Let's make this a company. Let's sell a bunch of gifting items. Let's do custom beads and let's just do this. And I've just poured my entire soul into this for the past two months and it's only been eight weeks and this is where we are uh i love my bracelet ashley loves hers they're super nice uh i so i think dean would love one because they're very dean-esque like i feel like mm. dean wearing one i have to make you and kaylin some i would love one yeah we both would yeah i gotta get you guys aura it up they're like um like the beads that i have they're very beachy i'm not gonna lie i may have bought beads before i went on paradise for like trying to be like that california guy like pretty much trying to be like dean i know and they were like definitely express or h&m or like beads that you get like right before you cash out at the red shirt oh corinne you have no idea i am that guy ashley married that guy Oh, oh, I'm so happy for her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have since learned I've gotten better, but uh, but now I love them. I love these things. And now, like, I just feel like I'm going to go learn how to surf. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm a big the reason, like, I mean, first of all, this is amazing that she posted online for you. I'm so happy that your business is blowing up. Um, I'm also just a big Scott Disick fan. I'm not going to lie. I remember I never watched reality TV before I went on The Bachelor. And then I watched Jersey Shore. That was the only show I watched. But I remember my friend who signed me up for the show was obsessed with Kardashians. And I would watch a couple episodes here and there whenever she had it on because we we were roommates. And I loved Scott Disick because I remember seeing him one time. He got knighted and he became Lord Disick. And he was such a jerk, but super funny. And I was like, <laughs> I like this guy. Like, there's something about Scott Disick that I like. So the fact that his girlfriend shouted you out, I'm not going to lie. I fanboyed for you. Wow. Well, I, thank you. Um, yeah, no, it was super, super exciting. I just wish he had the bracelet on that said the Lord, but uh, she was wearing it. And it's like man beads and huge. So I was like, babe, like, that's for him. But it's fine. Like, it's fine. You could wear it. I feel like girlfriends love doing that stuff where they steal their boyfriends, whether it's like clothing or jewelry or something and wear oh, it. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, so I think it's I think it's still a good Yeah, why look. is that, Corinne? Is it ownership? I think it's just hot. I think it's like for for I don't know. I think like are you asking like in a girl's opinion why we do that or like Yes, mm-hmm. because like it started off I remember in high school it was Letterman jackets. They would wear like girlfriends wear their boyfriends Letterman jackets, which was three sizes too big for them, but they loved it and they thought it was cool. And then Like that's hot. That's hot. Now, what is it? Is it is it hot because you feel hot in it or is it hot because you're more attracted to your boyfriend and you feel like my man, this is my man. Like now it's sweatshirts. Like, I mean, Ashley wears my sweatshirts all the time. Um, I feel like she just wears my clothing all the time and I don't know why. And I, I think it's a little bit of like, for some reason it's kind of sexy and I don't know why. It's hot. It's hot. I, I definitely don't wear my own pajamas ever. And I have like nice lingerie. And then I just wind up going to bed in like baggy sweatpants and a t-shirt. And I feel like the hottest I've ever felt. And I'm like walking around. He's like, can you not wear that when you're trying to be hot? And I'm like, I'm hot in this. Like, What are you doing? Let's say one night Vince shows up to bed wearing some of your clothes. What's your reaction to that? I'm just going to pack my bag and get in my car. <laughs> and back to LA <laughs> she goes. over at that point. Bye. I mean, I don't know. I could see it. Caitlin's got some comfortable clothes. I could probably uh, get away with wearing, I think. Uh, Dean, uh, does Caitlin wear any of your clothes? All the time. And it's so frustrating. She steals my favorite shirts. She's had my favorite shirt since like the first, uh, first week we started dating. She took like my absolute favorite shirt and she still has it and wears it all the time. So I guess she's getting more out of it than I was, but it's frustrating because I'm like, that's my shirt and I have it and own it for a reason. It's because I like it. And here you are, you know, monopolizing the ownership of it. And it's just, it's a little unfair. I think. This is so crazy that we're talking about this because before I ever had even my first podcast, Um, my very good friend and I were talking about how we just have all these boys t-shirts. I mean, I don't have anymore because I live with Vince and I love him very much. So if you're listening, love you, Vince. But (laughs) over the years, you collect all these t-shirts from these guys and you just have a collection of t-shirts. And we want to do a podcast like my ex's t-shirts and talk about all these different shirts that you've collected over time. I don't know. Now that I'm talking about it, it sounds so dumb, but it sounded really interesting. Oh, no, trust me. I feel like Ashley could get behind this, even though obviously we all know Ashley wasn't promiscuous in her younger years, but like she, uh, she's definitely collected uh, moment, like probably not shirts from specific dudes, but like shirts that she had crushes on. I don't know how she obtained these things. Like she would ask to borrow a sweatshirt. Oh my God. I know, but she, I don't think she has them anymore because I don't want to put her on blast, but like, let me put it this way. Her sister definitely does. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see Listen, that. confidence is key. So kudos to her. We talked about this last week a little bit, Jared, because Kaylin had her ex-boyfriend's t-shirt for a little bit when we first started da- dating and wore it to sleep sometimes. And I was like, what are you doing wearing that? Like you shouldn't be wearing that. So it's it's a, like kind of a weird thing, you know, like especially if it's an ex or something like that. I don't know. Oh, but I, the, I agree with Corinne's the, take. Like each shirt probably has its own story. Like I could see that being spun out into something interesting. Oh, it'd be so interesting. As the girl, though, you can't tell your new like. So if you're a, a girl dating a guy, you can't tell the guy that these shirts are like from past guys like Kaylin did with you. You need to like just take that well, to the grave. It was pretty obvious what it was, was because it was a yeah. t-shirt that said Air Force across the front of it. And I was like, why would you ever have an Air Force shirt? She should have just been like, I went to the air show one time. <laughs> right. I agree with Jared. Some things you just, you just, you take with you and you don't even look in the mirror and talk to yourself about it in the mirror. Some things you just take to the grave. Because it just like brings up a source. There's no point. There's no point. There's no point. Exactly. Like even the other day, Ash and I were talking because I was saying how Again, I'm that guy. I want to go to Disney World. I haven't been to Disney or Universal in so long. I want to go. And then she was like, well, we, she was like, remember we went like a year and a half or two, she was was like, oh, remember a few years ago we went and we went on that ride. And I was like, I never went on that ride. And she was like, wait, no, we went, we were on this ride together. I remember. And I was like, I never went on that ride. And she was like, oh, because she went, she went with Kevin after Winter Games to Disneyland. And I was like, you son of a... I was like, I'm, 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 just, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to control myself, even though it was Disney and you were there without me with somebody else. Yeah. And now you tell me the story. So it'd be the same thing if she, if I, if I saw her walk in with a shirt and I'm like, well, who's, what shirt is that? 
And she was like, oh, you gave me this. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And then she was like, oh, no, yeah, that other guy gave it to me. I'd be like, well, that shit's going in the garbage right now. Oh, That's my funny. God. But honestly, in our defense, it doesn't always mean something just because we're wearing it. That's right. probably comfortable. Yeah, like my ex, I had a bunch of T-shirts from his company. Um, and then John, my ex, was like, why are you wearing Jordan's T-shirts from Humboldt? And I'm just like, I like Humboldt pens. And then he made me throw them out. And I'm like, honestly, like, you're weird. Like, I don't even think anything of it. Like, I'm with you. But I get it. I get it. Yeah. Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. Yeah. Yeah. You would burn everything his ex-girlfriend ever owned. (laughs) You'd put it in a pile. You'd pour gasoline on it. And you'd light that mother up. Yeah, I'd probably just, like, throw it off the face of the earth 100%. (laughs) Bye. I've definitely done the Ashley thing before where I start sharing a story of like being like, remember when we did this? And then like halfway through the story, you're like, that wasn't with her. It was with someone else. And then like you like you have to like trail off and like try to cover your tracks somehow. You know, (laughs) I've definitely I've definitely done that before. Oh, God. Good times. Good times. Good Um, times. Well, Corinne, as you know, we are a dating podcast. So I wanted to ask you because you are a beater, as you say, um, I wanted to ask you about uh like making jewelry for significant others now it's not as permanent as a tattoo i remember when like we talk about who was it lace and grant on bachelor in paradise got a tattoo together and then of course they ended up breaking up and had to get the tattoo removed so it's not as permanent as that but what do you think about jewelry that's symbolic for you know uh significant others like you know i know some people have puzzle pieces and they're like one person has a puzzle piece and the other person has a puzzle piece and it like goes together. What are your thoughts on that? Is it cringy? Cute? I'm a huge fan of custom and personalized Asian stuff. I've, mm-hmm. I have been doing it honestly for such a long time, even like boyfriends in high school, I had the puzzle piece with a boyfriend in high school. So the next boyfriend, I got something customized, didn't do a puzzle piece. I did like a broken little heart, little heart that went together. So then the next boyfriend, I didn't do that. So honestly, it's it's a thing that I love to do personally. Is it weird when you break up? Absolutely, because you feel mm-hmm. weird using that, like that same thing that was like cute with your other whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm a, I think that, that kind of stuff is super special. I think it makes a great gift. I think it shows like a lot of like um, sentimental value. Do you guys agree or no? What do you think? Dude? I, I absolutely know. agree. I, um, I, I think it's a good idea as long as like, if let's say you start dating someone else later on, as long as you're not like reusing the same ideas over and over again, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. You gotta be creative. Come on. Come on right. now. Gotta be creative. Otherwise, it gets stale. It's funny because I have a, one of my friends was saying something uh, recently, too, where he was like kind of put on blast from an ex about something that he did for her that he also did for uh, like a couple other ex-girlfriends. And somehow oh, like, they no. thought about that. And it was just oh, like a whole, no. whole big deal. I don't know. All right. I'm going to defend that for a second, because as a person who may or may not have repeated some tricks uh, with past and present relationships, listen, I'm only so creative I'm only one man. I only have so many tricks up my sleeve. I'm not saying they... It's called Etsy. Go on Etsy. I don't even mean gifts. I mean like like, uh, dates or... Because I remember... I forget exactly what it was, but I wanted to go on this date with Ash. And I was like, oh, I already did this one time with somebody else. But like... Well, what was it? What was it? I forget, honestly. It was something... Because dates are bound to happen. Like, you're going to go on some of the same dates. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. talking about gifting. Well... Yeah, I don't want to like put myself on blast here, but there. Put may... yourself on blast, dude. Come on. No, but no, I'm no, no, a... no. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to die. Um, there may have been something that, like, it's not identical. It's not the exact same gift or the same kind of gift, but like certain themes may have been familiar between one gift for someone and another gift for someone else. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna stop you right there. Let's just stop talking about this because. As soon as this is over, Ashley makes, oh, what gift, uh, what gift was I awesome? know, and it's going to be so obvious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Corinne, I also wanted to ask you, because Amelia uh, did shout you out on Instagram, which was awesome. Now, it's there in the news a lot because there's a pretty significant age difference. So, Scott Disick is 37, Amelia is 19. 
What are your thoughts on an 18-year age gap between people? What's the oldest you would have ever dated? Like, I don't know how old Vince is, but you guys seem pretty similar in age. But do you think that 18 years is too much, too old for someone, too young for someone? Well, I love Amelia. I really do. And I, listen, if you're, I, I mean, no one knows the exact relationships behind closed doors. My personal opinion for me, or if like my sister was dating, like, how old is my sister? My sister's 20. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if she was dating like some like 40 year old guy, I'd be like, what are, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I also think it's different if you're under 21. Yeah. If you're over 21 and you're dating someone with a 20 year difference and you can still have a drink together, I think that that's fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think that their relationship is fine. I don't know how they are. They could just be like literal soulmates and like, I'm so happy for them. Mm. But do I think that you should be dating someone that you can have an alcoholic beverage with and it's legal? It's probably important. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. No, and I, I mean, no, I, that's yeah. just my personal Jared, what do you opinion. Think? I, I think it all, think? I, I think again, like Corinne said, it all depends if your values line up, you know, because it is hard. Uh, I, I know someone who's a little bit older who's dating someone who's a little bit younger, and they're, they're super in love and, and they're so happy, but there is like a concern as a friend saying, okay, well, you're, you're ready for family. You're ready to have kids like today. Are they, you know, are they ready because they're a little bit younger or, you know, are they ready to settle down and get married and have kids within the next two years? I don't think Amelia is. So that's what I mean. Now, right. granted, Scott. But then he already has kids. Exactly. He already has kids. So it's like, maybe he's not even in a rush to do that with her either. Exactly. Right. I think it all depends on the individual situation because honestly, I've seen people who are very happily married or, or happily together that are in their late 30s, early 40s dating someone who's a late teenager or early 20s, like on the outset, on the, you know, outside of 30,000 feet. As I look down upon it, I'm like, ah, uh, that's a big age difference. I don't know. But if you're happy, um, like, who am I to say? I, I think it all depends. As long as your values line up and you guys are on the same page, uh, that's probably the most important thing. It's a similar situation with Nick and his girlfriend because Nick's, what, 40 and his girlfriend's like 22, 23. But to Corinne's point, at least Nick and his girlfriend can go get a drink together, which I think is um, maybe a little bit more uh, yeah, understandable. Yeah, like, Right. But that being said, too, I think that I've, uh, I finally got to meet Natalie for the first time the other day. And I think that she is great for Nick and, and vice versa. So I do think it is a case by case basis, most definitely. But on, on the uh, like on the surface, when you look at it, it's a little uh, maybe like strange until you actually kind of get down and get to hang out with them. But I don't know. Uh, well, Dean and I talked about this on the podcast. I uh, I was never opposed to dating older women. <laughs> Sure. You know, it's funny. Vince is a few months younger than me. And I like literally said my whole life, I would never, ever, ever, ever date someone younger than me. Mm -hmm. You know, as like the woman, I feel like the man should be older. But like now that I'm with like, of course, because I was against it my whole life, I ended up with someone that's a little bit younger than me. Oh, obviously. Um, just by a few months. I mean, nothing crazy. But like, yeah. Vince is so mature as you, you met him. Like, you wouldn't know that he was 28. No. He's 28. Yeah, damn. He definitely comes off like 34. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does. And I say that the most endearing way possible. Like he definitely doesn't no, come off as 20 he's something. Really, he he really just like has his sh together. Yeah, he like does. he is a guy that has it together. And you're he's obsessed. He's together. I oh my god. I am obsessed with him. Wait, <laughs> I wanted to circle back really quick too about Scott. I think one of the main things also about Scott is that he's like not a normal 40 year old or however old mm -hmm. he is. He's a cool guy. That's like in the teeny bopper culture where these girls, like he's like still hanging out and doing clubs and like being cool and being like, whatever, you know what I mean? He's not just like mm -hmm. a regular 40 year old guy. And I think that that helps. Totally. Oh, I, I totally agree. Like Scott, this is, is an anomaly. Cause it's not like he's working like, nine to five a nine to five yeah it's like he's got a very obscure life uh a great life um but uh i totally agree um 
All right, well, we, we do have to take a quick break, but when we come back, um, we are going to touch on the Reality Steve situation that has been brought to light over the past few days. Uh, we do have some of your wonderful emails. Of course, that is Dean's favorite part of the show. Uh, so stay tuned, mm-hmm. and we're going to be right back right after this. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include the Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him... And we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. You got the trio, Corinne, Dean, myself. We have your wonderful emails. But before we get into your emails, uh, I do think we have to at least mention uh, the situation going on in Reality Steve right now. Uh, there mm-hmm. was some screenshots of old um uh, things that he said in his blog specifically about Jade. Um and now Demi has come out and just accused him of making unwanted sexual advances towards him. I don't know. I mean, listen, my thoughts, I don't know reality, Steve. I almost went on his podcast years ago. I ended up not. 
Um, I never really had an issue with him uh, until because I didn't read, you know, I, I listened to him occasionally about spoilers and things of that nature because I found it interesting because he was talking about, you know, things, you know, people that I knew. Um, but, you know, after the whole Jordan and Jenna situation, if you guys remember that, where he got some false information, that always kind of mm. left a bad taste in my mouth. And then actually, a, I only found out about the things that he said about Jade a few months ago. Uh, I was, we were hanging out with Jade and Tanner, and, and I don't know how it came up, but she brought it up, and then she showed us what he had said about her back in 2015 when she was on The Bachelor. And it was just trash. Like, it was just trash to say back then. It, was tra- it would be trash to say now. Um, hmm. and so ever since then, I just, I don't have an opinion towards him. Uh, I could care less. And, um, those are, those are my thoughts. Like, uh, obviously Jade is a very close personal friend of mine, you know? So ever since then I was like, all right, well, I, I don't really want to listen to this dude anymore. That's so weird. Yeah. Caitlin just... mentioned something about the, about Demi talking about it. And we were both kind of like, what the heck? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's funny because he has talked a lot of crap about like all of us. So it's like, I don't know. It's just weird to think that he would then overstep the boundary of like saying that to someone that he has not been saying it to. I don't know. Corinne, what's your, what's your experience been with him? Cause I feel like he's been, he's just like, generally he's been a jerk to all of us. Right. So it's like not many yeah, people I honestly, feel like within bachelor would say nice things about him. I, I can't imagine him saying anything nice about me especially after paradise or anything so honestly i just didn't i don't really pay attention to him there's no way that someone can know everything and mm-hmm. be right all the time you just you you just can't mm-hmm. so i just i just don't i just don't understand the reality steve thing like i just i just don't like him i never did so i don't know yeah no, i don't know yeah. i honestly don't even know what you're talking about guys oh with the sorry thing. there was um we probably should have filled you in. I'm so sorry. Uh, there was just some screenshots that came to light, uh, things that he wrote. Now, I don't know if it was more. I haven't looked too much into the story, but I know uh, the things that he said about Jade came to light. He, oh, that's mm. terrible. It was just terrible. Like, even it was, it was just distasteful, gross jokes that, um, you know, now, especially being so close to Jade, like hearing her talk about it and how like sad comments like that made her. It's like, yo, dude, just get out of here. So that's my thoughts. How about did, it. Uh, how did it get resurfaced so, so much later? Do you know? Truthfully, I have zero idea. Uh, we live in a world where canceling is a thing. People yeah. are just looking mm-hmm. for anything from anyone to cancel anyone. So it's just, I mean, everything's going to get resurfaced, totally. resurfaced. I mean, human beings, like, listen, we all make mistakes. You know, we all say stupid stuff, but, you know. But to I, make it public, like, there's things you don't say publicly. Yeah. Like, like Taylor Nolan, you shouldn't have said those things publicly. Ooh, like, if you're true. in the spotlight, you don't say things publicly, like, ever. Or if you did, maybe go back and delete them Let's if you were, weren't in the spotlight. And then you are now, maybe go back and delete things that you said that were inappropriate that you don't want people to find. For Hello? Sure. I remember my very first experience with Reality Steve because I uh, had no idea who he was up until uh, he started writing about our season, the very first season. And I just remember I was so pissed because uh, he decided to talk, like he was like talking shit about my facial hair, like my because I can't really grow very good facial hair. Um, Jared, you can attest to this, but even though you yeah, can grow yeah, a little bit of a beard than I can, I get like this. I've got like this prepubescent, like patchy, and just like doesn't look good growing facial hair. And I, like, hadn't shaved for, like, four or five days before going on my first one-on-one with Rachel. And uh, in the episode where I was, like, talking about grieving the loss of my mom, he was, like, just talking. Oh, the only thing he talked about about me was talking shit about my facial hair. And I was like, what the f***, dude? Like, <laughs> sorry for my language. I was like, who does this? Like, why? Of all the things to focus on on this episode, you talk crap about my facial hair. I was like, you're the worst. And then ever since then, I've been like, this guy is the absolute worst. But he has actually kind of gotten uh, in between relationships, too. Like, when Christine and I were you know, kind of figuring things out. I remember he was, like, threatening her with certain things. And I, I guess maybe threatening is not the right word because uh, that makes it sound way more severe than it was. But he was like, he's like, I'm going to share this information, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, it put that, like, a weird strain on a, on a relationship that hadn't really fully formed yet. And so it was just, 
it was just unneeded and un- unnecessary. So um, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of him. Yeah. I mean, that's just the press in general. I mean, things are, right. like there's always like people that are going to say nice things and there's always people that are just going to say disgusting things like Instagram every day. Totally. Yeah, just Let's go through our Twitter feeds. We'll find some good and bad in there. Um, so we do have some of your wonderful emails before we get going. Uh, Mark, if you're still there and, and would like uh, to read some of these emails, we would love to hear your wonderful voice. Well, thank you so much. And I'm happy to read them and appreciate you including me. This is from <laughs> Catherine and it's for Dean. Yeah. What was Kaylin's parents' initial reaction to you? What did they think of you when you met them for the first time since you lived in a van, claimed to be unemployed, and were known as a playboy before Kaylin? Oh, what were the what were her parents' thoughts of me? Oh, that's a good question. It's funny because you would expect them to be really negative and probably pretty mean. Um, but I've never really had too hard of a, a time getting along with parents. I don't know why. I think generally speaking, most parents are going to be pretty nice and easygoing, and uh, they might have their opinions of you before you meet them. But in my experience, at least, when I met Kaylin's parents, they were super nice, super cordial. Her dad, uh, well, her stepfather, I guess, was incredibly nice. Um, he basically, like, the, I remember the first time we met for over Thanksgiving, he just, like, pulled me aside, and he's like, just make sure you take care of her. Like, the, you know, the traditional, like, dad to daughter's boyfriend talk. And I was like, yeah, okay, I can, like, I'm obviously going to try and do my best with all those things. Um, and so they were all perfectly fine and very pleasant. But yeah, it's, it's funny always going into those conversations because I'm always like, yeah, like, you know, I'm unemployed. I live in a van, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, if I was a parent and I heard uh, my daughter dating a guy like that, I'd be like, what the heck are you doing? Like, why are you dating this guy? Um, but I've never really had any issues with that. I don't know why. Have you, either of you ever had a, an issue where you met someone's parents and they like didn't like you or something honestly no yeah <laughs> everyone loved me and I'm, I'm being actually serious I believe it. yeah moms love me did vince so uh did vince's family have any hesitations just because of your reputation on the show there definitely were hesitations there but i have a very good relationship with them now And I think it took a little bit of time um, for us to get to where we are now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was definitely a thing with me being on the show and like things I said on the show and then um, (sighs) how quickly me and Vince moved when we first met. And then especially like when they played Vince's season again and I I had a party at my house and I invited them. And we all watched it together. And then I'm like taking my top off on the TV. Like, and I'm like, woo, <laughs> I have a platinum vagina. And like, yeah, I but just, they already like, knew they all that stuff, I feel like. Just like, it was really uncomfortable. No, I mean, even for, for me personally, it's, uh, yeah, I think coming after, <laughs> coming off after the show, I mean, it was just, it was questions of like, oh, the dude from Bachelor. Um, I think that always raises eyebrows and I'm sure Dean can attest to that where it's like, oh, you're kind of seeing a guy that was on a reality TV show. He, he sounds like a dick, you know, just for that <laughs> facet. So, um, Accurate. well, well, Mark, you can speak to this cause you are a father of, uh, two girls, oh. right? So let's say, and they're, I don't think they're dating age quite yet, but let's say, you know, you meet a boy that they start dating and you just despise the kid. What do you do? Uh, we haven't reached that yet. My daughter's 15. She does have a boyfriend, and he's a very, very nice kid, and we're all very happy with him. So hopefully that good taste she has will continue moving forward. Um, I was going to point out that when I started dating my wife, I was 26, and she was 18. So there was some danger with the parents there, but they were great. Everything went well, fine. So Yeah, I'm but that, ha- was, that, that was back, what, like 1930s? Yeah. So, well, that's uh, true, yes. We, they had just gotten through the Depression, and so that was a bigger <laughs> concern for them. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. You just want your kid to be happy. I mean, if you don't like the guy, I'm going to have to say something, I suppose, but you don't want to push her away. You just kind of want to let it run its course. My parents hated people I dated. They were always right every time and it didn't work out. Yeah. So do you think you're going to be the overprotective father? I know we've asked you this before, but are you going to be the, no, no, 
I don't think so. The jokes about like, you know, sitting on the front porch with a shotgun, that's all funny and stuff. But then once they're, once they're real, you know, they're not babies, they're growing up. You just want them to be happy. You really just want to find what something that you were able to find with their mom, you know? Oh, wow. That's so sweet. You make me cry. All right. Go to the next email. <laughs> all right. The next email is from Kaylin. I think it's probably a different one. I have been in a relationship with my boyfriend for about four months now. We've said I love you to each other and just went on our first weekend getaway together. He's a Marine officer and I'm so excited for him in the next steps of his career. The next year and a half to two years is going to be long distance because of everything he has to do. I've never had a long distance relationship before and I'm wondering if you guys have any advice on how to handle it. Hmm. A long distance relationship. Uh, they suck. They can work. You can work through them. Um, but they definitely add another layer of difficulty to a relationship that would not be there otherwise. Um, Corinne, I feel like you've been in a long distance relationship before, haven't you? Yes. Um, I have actually, I was living in LA and my ex-boyfriend, um, lived in New York city actually. And I mean, I was just at the time, like, I don't know what I was going through, but I was so like hell bent on making it work. And I was putting in all the effort there has to be, I realized after a long time, I'm like, just because I'm the one that doesn't have a nine to five, like I still have work. Like that's why I fly back and forth to LA or else I would have just moved to New York city. Like there has to be a, like a happy medium where you're both putting in the effort for the visiting and the phone calls and the FaceTimes. And honestly, for me, if you're not planning to move to the same area soon, it's not worth it. Mm. Long distance, like a relationship has a lot to do with spending time together and like Mm -hmm. being able to touch that person. Like if you can't like have that physical, like, you know what I mean? You don't want to, you don't want to be in a like intimate relationship without being able to even like, touch this person yeah no totally i think kayla my my advice would be of course you can do it uh i've been through not two years of a long distance relationship but six months of one and um your relationship is still pretty young you guys have only been dating for four months so that adds another layer to this um i'm excited for you i'm excited that you guys are excited for your next steps i would say the most important thing is communication making sure that you guys are both on the same page both putting in effort to see each other uh not only in person but facetiming every day talking throughout the days um you know communicating because you don't want to end up in a situation like corinne was where it's just like you know you're the only one who's constantly putting effort in to see um this particular person so you know, he is a Marine, so of course, please, I'm not even joking about this. Please tell him, thank thank him for his service. Um, and uh, I wish the best for you, but I would say, of course, communication, trust are two of the most important things in a long-distance relationship. Yeah, I agree. I don't know how you guys, uh, I mean, I personally couldn't do the long-distance thing. I had a girlfriend in high school who moved to Sweden for a year, and we tried, uh, but man, it was hard. We like... We probably broke up like three or four months into it just because, A, I hate talking on the phone. Um, so me that's too. not really an option for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, if we're going to, if we're going to talk, like, let's just hang out. You know what I mean? Like in person. So if that's not an option, it's, it's pretty much a lost cause for me. But I mean, that's not to say there aren't people out there that can do it. Um, the, the, the fact that he's serving in the military obviously makes it way more challenging because it's like he, his hours are going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah. Uh, so you probably won't be able to like see and talk to him as much as you want to, but if you can do it, go for it. Talking on the phone. Dude, anytime it's, it's someone who calls me, who's, who's somebody that I don't feel comfortable telling them that I'm going to hang up now. I have a mini <laughs> panic attack. Like if it's my dad or my mom or Ashley, it's like, okay, this is going to take 15 seconds. We're going to say what we need to say and get off the phone. But if it's like somebody calling me, that I don't have that close relationship with, I, I'm like having a full on meltdown being like, do I pick yeah. up? Do I not pick up? Do I send it to voicemail? What like, and then I become even more insecure. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I'm 30 years. I'm 32 years old. And I can't even talk on the phone. Like what happened to me? I truly am a part of this Gen Z society. Now where all I do is text and it's not healthy. And I need to just talk on the phone. Anywho, that's, that's immediately what goes through my head. on like seven rings. 
there's definitely a running joke through me, all my friends, and like even my family members, that like they'll never get me on the phone because I just hate answering the phone. Unless there's like a reason to talk. Like, if, let's say you're meeting somewhere and they're calling to like ask where you are, then quick, quick conversation. You get on the phone, you tell them, you hang up. But if they're calling out of the blue, just like have a conversation. I'm the absolute worst because there's no like reason to the conversation, which means there's no reason to end the conversation. And it just, it's, I, it gives me so much anxiety. We so. can't even get you on this podcast most of the time. So yeah, <laughs> we, we understand what you're saying. This is the thing that drains me. So I, I'm on this podcast for one hour a week. And that means I can't talk to anyone on the phone for the rest of the week because of this podcast. Yeah. He, he builds up all his mental energy for this one hour. Yes, exactly. And it takes me uh, six days and 23 hours to recover enough to be back on the next episode. I kind of respect it. I'm not going to lie. Well, Corinne, thank you so much <laughs> for being on this week's episode. You're the best. Everybody out there, make sure you check out Aura Sugar Co. Uh, if you want to be cool like me and get your beads, or if you want to be cool like uh, Amelia, what's her name? My God, I'm an idiot. Uh, Amelia Hamlin. Amelia Hamlin. And of course, Scott Disick, who I'm hoping will post on his IG story of your beads saying Scott, because that's pretty awesome literally dreams coming true and we're just manifesting it you know scott disick if you're listening please post on your instagram story with corinne's beads because they're really cool and they're, they're very <laughs> nice uh, and of course everybody go check out corinne's brand new podcast corinne saves us all um you were incredibly sweet and entertaining and i wish nothing but the best for you corinne thank you so much thank you dean and jared for having me it's always so good to talk to you guys and catch up so i'm really thankful Love you, Corinne. Love you guys. All right, well, that will do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, Dean, you're the best. And uh, why should the people tune in next week, Dean? Because we might just suck a little bit less, Jared. Follow Help I Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 